The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lemont Williams, with co-host Jacob Greer. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here are your hosts, Lemont Williams and Jacob Greer. Voice of America, welcome back to another week of Outside the Huddle on the Voice of America Sports Network. I'm Lemont Williams, and my co-host is Jacob Greer. And to join the show, the contact information is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email us at LemontWilliamsSports at Yahoo.com. Jacob, how's your week going so far? Uh, my week is uh, pretty good so far, Lemont. Uh, looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, man, working hard over here. Uh, but, uh, man, you wouldn't believe this week makes uh, – my wife and I, uh, our five-year anniversary. So can you believe I've been married for five years, man? Hey, man, congratulations, man. You know, you have a good wife, and uh, that's what happens, you know, when you have a good woman behind you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's been some rocky years. But, hey, well, that's, that's for another show. But uh, let's go ahead and start today's show. We'll go around the NFL. We'll discuss the Houston Texans' third week of organized team activities, play my interview with Houston Texans special teams coach Joe Marciano, Invite Breakaway Speed sports trainer founder Randy Lusby to the show. But first, Jacob, let's go ahead and recap the NBA playoffs and preview the finals. Uh, starting with the Lakers versus the Denver Nuggets game six. Kobe Bryant, for the most part, Jacob, you know, do what Kobe can do. He led the Lakers with 35 points and 10 assists and got plenty of scoring help from role players as they put away those pesky Nuggets. Uh, I think the score was 119-92. to 92. Uh, with that victory propelling them to the NBA Finals? Well, one of the things the uh, Lakers were, you know, looking at is they were looking at an opportunity to uh, get some rest before the uh, NBA Finals started, you know, going uh, six games with Utah and then going, you know, in that seven-game series with Houston, which, you know, was a physical series. Uh, but, you know, they managed to go into game six and get that win. And, you know, hey, they're sitting back waiting for the Finals, and they are well-rested. Yeah, I think the Lakers did pretty pretty well, despite being bruised and battered uh, in the playoffs thus far. You know, with the Rockets and, and the Nuggets, so I, I think they're the, the Lakers. The old Lakers are back, and I think they'll do well in this finals. Let's go ahead and recap the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Orlando Orlando Magic game six. Dwight Howard pretty much dominated inside with 40 points, and his wing player stepped up again, taking you know taking them back to the finals since 1995. Yeah, well, I tell you what, you know, it, it was a one-man show for Cleveland, and I think Orlando capitalized on that situation, uh, and they allowed – I think they told themselves that, you know what, we're not going to let LeBron James beat us, 
and uh, you know, they, you know, they played good defense on him, and you know, again, uh, uh, you know, it showed in Game Six, and Orlando got the victory, and they're moving on. Yeah, I, I think one of the keys to this series was that Mo Williams lost his shooting touch, and uh, and the Cleveland bench bat was badly outplayed by the Orlando's reserves. So, all in all, like you said, uh, it was a one-man show. And, and but that took a sidebar to, to 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 King James or LeBron James with that situation with him walking off the uh, off the court. Uh, for the listeners out there that really haven't been paying attention to sports and only t- you know tune into my show to get updated uh, after the loss uh, after Cleveland uh, Cavaliers lost Game Six, LeBron James stormed, stormed off the court. He pretty much didn't shake anybody's hand, any of the Magic players' hand, or speak to the media during the post game. Uh, Jacob, I understand uh, LeBron being a competitor, and, and pretty much during that moment he lost his cool by not congratulating the Magic. However, I think you know with him, with him doing that, that shows signs of immaturity. And for the most part, I remember Shaq been fined a couple of years for not you know skipping out on press conference. So I think the NBA and Dan, uh, Dan uh, Stern, Commissioner Stern, will fine uh, LeBron James for that for that act. Yeah, but Lamont, you got to understand. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't know if it's immaturity. I, what I think it is is competitive. He, he's a competitive person, and uh, you know, sitting at home watching all those com- puppet commercials with him and uh, Kobe, you know, he wanted to get there, and the, and the stage was set for him and Kobe to play in the finals. And I think he was just very upset, and uh, he just did not want to talk to anyone. Uh, yeah, you know, Commissioner Stern is probably going to fire him. But, uh, you know, because he didn't follow the guidelines. But, uh, you know, he was just frustrated. And, I, you know, I think we've all been there. Yeah, everybody in the league in the NBA for the most part are competitors. I just think all in all it shows signs of immaturity. Um, you think back to when they swept the, the uh, Detroit Pistons, everybody showed him love and, and, and as well as with the Atlanta Hawks. And it's funny, when he's winning, he stands on the court and shakes everybody's hand. But when he's losing, he wants to storm off the court. That sounds like a little immaturity to me, Jacob. But anyway, we'll go. Let's move on and talk about uh, moving forward with LeBron James and Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Jacob, I might ask you a question. Do you think LeBron will stay with the Cleveland Cavaliers or go elsewhere uh, moving forward? Well, I tell you what, it's really up to the uh, it's up to the front office of the Cleveland Cavaliers organization. You know, if I'm LeBron James, of course, I mean, I'm the king in that city. Uh, but one of the things that they have to do is they definitely have to give me some help because, you know, my desire, or every, I'm assuming every NBA guy's desire when he enters the NBA is to win an NBA championship. And, you know, he, I'm sure he has to see things happening from the front office uh, in, in order for him to stay in Cleveland. Now, if he doesn't, if, if nothing happens from the front office, I think he's going to go to a very large TV market, you know, like New York or Chicago, and, uh, and, and, and play there. But uh, I, I think Cleveland is going to do everything possible to keep him around. I think he'll stay. I, I, I agree. I think he will stay. Because uh, you've got to think about it. Uh, you know, he's, his, his team, his current team right now is in the top three in the Eastern, Eastern Conference, uh, besides Orlando and Boston. He's going to go to New York and take two steps back. They're not a championship-caliber team. They're not one player away from going to the championship. So I think they will make adjustments and put people around. But I just – and you say the media market. Uh, yeah, Cleveland is nowhere near like New York City or New York uh, media market. But you know, how big can LeBron be? I mean, LeBron and the Cleveland Cavaliers – I mean, Le- the Cleveland Cavaliers organization just signed a deal 
with overseas uh, uh, Japan companies. So they're looking to expand their market and get more revenue in there to keep LeBron James. Let's go ahead and preview the uh, NBA Finals starting uh, NBA Finals series starting with Game One. Uh, Jake, how do you think the series will play out uh, in Game One? Well, uh, I, I think the uh, I think the Lakers are going to come out and. Uh, try and send a message to Orlando. I think everything is probably going to fall on the post play of the Lakers. Uh, you know, Dwight Howard is you know Orlando's dominant you know force in the middle, and I think you know we have to see how Paul you know Gasell and uh, Lamar Odom is going to attack him. Uh, you know, un- under the goal. So, I, you know, I think it's going to be a chess match in the first game between two coaches, but I think the final thought is going to come down to the play uh, in the paint. Kobe is going to get his. There's no doubt about it. But I think it comes down to how things are going to be played in the middle between both teams. Yeah, here's, here's, what I, here's my take. I, I think if the Magic continued to shoot, uh, you know, about they were shooting about 40% of better on, on three-pointers during uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers series. And, and the most important part, in my opinion, I think, if they're able to, now they're on a bigger stage as far as Orlando Magic, they're on a bigger stage. So if they can get over the stage fright factor right away in game one, I think they're going to get solid play from their point guard from uh, Ray for Austin. I think they might have opportunity to steal game one. But, however, if they lose game one to the Lakers, I think what the statistics show that what, Phil Jackson teams are what forty three and zero when they win game one, so it'd be very interesting to see how it plays out Thursday night. Jacob, we're gonna switch from the NBA and go to the N W A. I mean N W A C P N C A basketball, and I'm gonna talk about uh, let's talk about this Memphis allegation uh, violation. Uh, last week it was reported came out that University of Memphis basketball program was charged uh, with N C A violations. Uh, it was rumored that. Derrick Rose cheated or had someone take his SAT. Uh, Jacob, before we hit the break, I want to get your opinion on that, about how uh, you think uh, that will play out over there at Memphis. Well, uh, you know, the uh, NCAA has requested the uh, paperwork, um, you know, uh, that, was, uh, that was used, uh, doing, you, know, for, you know, regarding this allegation. And it's my understanding that the NCAA has a forensic, uh, a handwriting expert who's going to look at Derrick Rose's handwriting and, and try and match that with the handwriting that was taken, you know, on this SAT or, or ACT uh, test uh, that was done. Uh, you know, Lamont, I, I don't know. Derrick Rose said it didn't happen. His agent says it didn't happen. However, apparently something triggered this, uh, and it got back to the NCAA. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to uh, see what happened, but I, I think if the NCAA finds something uh, uh, regarding this allegation, I think it's uh, going to spill doom for uh, Memphis for a couple of years. Yeah, well, Memphis did their own investigation. It came out this week that uh, they didn't find any, uh, any wrongdoing or any cheating. But, uh, you know, wherever there's smoke, there's fire. I think it's, it is an issue overall, not, from a, you know, not just with Memphis. I think... Here's my theory, Jacob. I, you know, I, I really thought I saw this coming uh, a long time ago, back in '05, when the NBA kind of enforced that uh, that 19 year old age limit. Now that you have to pretty much go to school for one year, and a lot of these programs and a lot of these prospects that want to go just from high school to the NBA, 
and not willing and is not able to be able to make it, you know, in in college, will do whatever it takes to break the rules. And these coaches, like Calipari, would do whatever it takes to get these players in there because, in return, Calipari got a nice nice deal from Kentucky. I think making him the highest paid NCAA basketball coach heading to next year. But Jacob, it's time for us to take a, a short break. When we come back, we'll invite. Uh, Russ, uh, Randy Lesby to the show to talk about his sports training facilities over there in Houston. Next on Outside the Huddle with Lee Mark Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice, Voice America Sports Network. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Well, I was out with my girlfriends the other night. On my way back to my car, a guy jumped out from behind an SUV. Fortunately, I had my taser from spyunlimited.com. That was a close one. The tools you need to protect yourself are right here. SpyUnlimited.com carries non-lethal self-defense weapons such as stun guns, pepper sprays, and tasers to help you defend and protect yourself and family when you need it most. You'll also find a large inventory of top-quality professional supplies for security and law enforcement agencies, home, child, and personal alarms, asset protection, hidden safes, spy gear, and other unique gifts and gadgets. Call us at 1-323-515-458. Or click on the SpyUnlimited.com banner on this internet channel. Internet channel. Internet channel. From the vantage point, Mafatu saw six war canoes drawn up on the beach. But what held the boys' eyes in awful trance were the figures, the eaters of men, cannibals. Mafatu watched the strange scene, powerless to move. In that very instant, he heard a crashing in the undergrowth. Four figures were tearing through the jungle. He turned and ran blindly down the trail, thinking only of its canoe. If only he could reach it before the savages overtook him. Explore new worlds. Find out what happens next by reading the book Call It Courage by Armstrong Sperry. For other great book ideas, visit literacy.gov. A message from the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh. There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt U.S. Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we... We cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. 
Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. Jacob, it's a time where we invite people to the show to come, come on and talk a little sports as well as talk a little business. And today we have uh, Randy Lutzby to, uh, on the show on Outside the Huddle. Randy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Enjoy to be here. It's my okay. pleasure. All right, Randy, let's go ahead. I got a few questions to ask you about sports training since I'm a former athlete, and I know Jake will have some questions as well, so I'm going to go ahead and jump into it. Uh, right. uh, pretty much what, you know, reading your bio and reading what you have online, you know, with over 20 years of your corporate, corporate world experience, uh, what, you know, why did you decide to open up a, a sports training facility in Houston? Well, I just felt like there was a need. I know there were several around, but uh, for all level of an athlete to have an opportunity to reach your peak performance, and there wasn't any programs around us in this area that, that offered it to uh, actually have two daughters, so that kind of spearheaded that, that were athletes. One plays golf, the other one plays uh, college uh, softball, and that kind of got me uh, going to get them trained and ready for the next level because uh, I think most kids don't understand right now what it takes to get the next level. Because everybody practices, Every, you know. You want, you know, Lamar, Bel Air. Don't 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 feel bad if I don't name your school, but you know, each of those football teams are out there practicing. But they don't do uh, if they're not working outside their practice. They don't have a chance to get better than the next person next to them. Yeah, yeah. And you, you had mentioned you have two daughters as, as, as training as athletes, but. Uh... That that kind of rolls into my next question about you know how or what makes sports training so important with today's athletes when you hear about guys trying to get to the next level. Well, I think there, there's so much competition out there that, like I uh, I kind of talked about a little bit, is that the kids that are just training with the teams like track teams or football or lacrosse and only doing that and not. And maybe even playing it year-round. A good example of playing year-round is even now football. You know, they've got seven-on-seven. Seven. Then they go into their fall and they play fall ball. You know, their, their regular season come in the spring, they're in their spring season. I know the football, they try to do some workouts during that, but they just don't have a real opportunity to get the good work ethic in, get their body strong. You know, with all these new hip injuries, I don't know if you saw that in New York Times mm-hmm. here recently, that they're finding that, they're paying too much uh, attention to the front of their bodies instead of the backside, and uh, you know they're letting their hips. Uh, you know all the training that we went through when we were younger athletes, uh, the hip swings and the lateral swings with your legs to, uh, for hip mobility is really critical. And got to make these athletes understand: hey, you can't sit and you know go work out and go home and play video games without you know suffering the consequences or not reaching your maximum potential even. Yeah. I'm talking with Randy Lusby, founder of Breakaway Speed Sports Training Facility in Houston, Texas. Uh, Randy, for the most part, I'm a former football player, so in football, speed kills. Uh, That's right. Uh, uh, how, how are you preparing your athletes at Breakaway Speed to increase and enhance their speed? Well, uh, well we did a couple different things. You know, obviously, acceleration is crucial and, and top speed is crucial, but even forget about top speed. That might sound a little funny, but it's about how fast you get to top speed. Uh, you know, I guess a good example is a 100-meter sprinter. It's about the person that attains a high, you know, high speed the fastest, not who reaches, you know, the finish line always, you know, is the fastest person out there. But in football, man, you know, if you can get explosive off the line and get your fast-twitch muscles uh, where they're firing correctly, uh, you, you can uh, 
be devastating to the offense or defense, depending on what side of the ball you're on. Uh, we, hey, Randy, uh, Jacob Greer, welcome to the show. Hey, Jacob, thanks. Hey, I have a question for you. I have a 12-year-old son. Yes, sir. And, um, you know, I'm trying to determine, you know, several coaches have told me, you know, he's a tremendous athlete. He plays wide receiver. He's a big kid for 12. Mm -hmm. Uh, They decided to move him to tight end because he has great hands, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't have the speed or he needs to increase his speed at the wide receiver to be a wide receiver. What can I do as a dad to uh, to uh, get him to that level, and at what age should I be concerned about getting him ready for 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 that type of uh, competition? Well, at twelve years of, of age is actually the youngest that will allow to train on weights. Obviously, puberty has something to do with that. Uh, but you know, weight training uh, is you know, power clean. Starting to teach them how to do power clean. Starting to teach them how to do hang cleans, uh, deadlifts, squats. And, and plyometrics. Plyometrics is one of the most powerful uh, tools that we use here to build, uh, create power, uh, you know, that explosiveness that's in the, under uh, heavy capacity. In other words, where you're loaded maybe on a three-point stance because tight ends, are, you know, they're in a three-point stance all the time. You know, they do a lot of blocking. And for him to be fast and be able to get off the defender, he's going to have to have a lot of power coming out of his hips. So I would suggest, you know, Doing some of those type of lifts, you know, under the right supervision, obviously. Everybody's scared of deadlifts because, you know, it's an easy way to hurt your back or power claim. But it's the safest lift if it's done right. Um, Leroy Burrell is one of my uh, uh, consultants, and every one of his sprinters at U of H uh, are out there doing power claims. And, you know, they use a lot of their sprinters as their wide receivers and tight ends also. So, you know, that would be something I'd be looking into as a dad with a 12-year-old son. Okay. Uh, also, you know, we, we talked a little bit about football, but he's also a very good basketball player as well. How uh, is football the only sports that uh, you train, or can I bring him in, you know, since he plays other sports? And if you want to concentrate on another sports, can you help him in that area as well? Absolutely. Football just happens to be a unique sport because it's not a linear sport all the time. We're not, in other words, they're not running straight all the time. Basketball players do a lot of cutting back and forth, change direction, similar to maybe if somebody's in a pickle, you know, between first and second base, changing direction as an athlete, you know, in a baseball, which is a, what I consider a linear sport. You're running straight most of the time. Uh, we train, yes, we train um, football, basketball. Softball, I have pro tennis players, I have pro baseball players here. Uh, we are very specific in, in your training. If, if, you wanna, if you're a soccer player, we're going to do a lot of footwork with you. Footwork you know, is critical in all these sports. And what I find, I'll give you an example. Soccer players jog most of the time during the game. No offense, but you know, it's proven the National Strength and Conditioning Association says that uh, the soccer player sprints every 90 seconds, 20 to 40 yards. I have parents come all the time to me. Why does my kid run heel-toe, heel-toe, heel-toe? And, and that's because they jog most of the time during the game, or at least 50% of the game. And we teach, you know, we teach form and, and running and change of direction. So, yeah, we do several different sports. Uh, I have a 48th-ranked tennis player that works with me, and Tavares works out here, Quintero, a couple of, uh, and I've got a couple of uh, AAA uh, baseball players also got some football guys that are here now trying to make the league and a lot of college athletes here. 
So okay. Also, um, sport, they're probably here. you know, I, we, we talked about the training aspect of mm-hmm. what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what about the mental part of the game? Is that something that you guys work on with the athletes as well? Man, the mental part might be one of the most important uh, parts of, of the game because if, let's say you go out and you have a, a game that you're uh, expected to win, you make an error somewhat, maybe drop a pass, uh, you're not at peak performance. We uh, we have some uh, a psychologists that's on, on we call them sports analysts basically, and we send our kids to them and work on the mental aspect of the game when uh, when needed. It's not always a problem, but the mental aspect of the game I think is is uh, very critical. And I'll tell you, when a kid's in shape, the mental aspect just gets much easier because when they go out there and knock somebody over. <laughs> And they're much stronger than their opponent. They understand, you know. All of a sudden, the game gets easier. They start listening to the coach more about the fundamentals of the game and how to play the game instead of worrying about my, their strength and speed. So, yeah, I think the mental game is probably ninety percent of it. When you, you think you can do it, you can do it. If you have any doubt, it's going to be a problem. And they work with I work with a lot of athletes that have been injured, say ACL tears, uh, or or restructured a knee. They have a big problem going out and competing at the same level that they did before because they're afraid to hurt it again. And so we work with that also. And uh, his name's Robert Andrews at Sports, uh, Sports Institute of uh, Houston. He's excellent with that. Okay. Hey, Randy, this is Lee Mont Williams again. Hey, hey um, uh, one more question I have for you. Uh, uh, here in Houston, uh, you guys – Pretty much, I, I like the location where you guys are. You're right there inside the loop of the 610 loop. Uh, uh, you said you're working with some college athletes. Uh, have you have you uh, had opportunity to visit uh, local universities like uh, Texas Southern or Rice or, or U of H? Uh, Texas Southern and, and U of H I've been to uh, recently. And uh, I, I have several of their athletes here, actually. So they're training with me now. Okay, okay. Randy, uh, for the listeners out there that have kids and, and want them to come uh, possibly work out at your facility, do you have a, a website or some contact information they can reach you at? Sure, uh, www.baspeed, that's boyapplespeed.com, and 713-432-7333. Well, Randy, I appreciate it, Jake, and I appreciate you coming on the show and talking some sports and, and training, and uh, wish you luck in this tough economy days. Great. Well, I appreciate y'all's help, and y'all have a great day. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot, Randy. Thank you. Nice to talk to you, Jacob. Jacob, it's time for us to take another short break. After this break, we'll go around the NFL, talk about last week's storylines as well as this week. Next on Outside the Huddle with Lee Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports 
Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or an individual and you need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Mega Life and Health Insurance Company can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and individuals just like you who need affordable health insurance to get it. So call us right now. 888-459-4825. 888 888-459- 459-4825. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. If you're self-employed or an individual and you need affordable health insurance, call us now and see how we can help you. 888-459-4825. 888-459-4825. 888-459-4825. Home office, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Not available in all states. Benefits may vary by state. When I found out my jeans were made using child labor in sweatshops, I wrote a letter to the company saying, reconsider your labor practices. A few months later, I get a letter back saying, thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor in sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back, thanking me for my concerns, and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. Hey, y'all. This is Stephen Cochran. As a country artist, I have traveled around this great country of ours, often meeting our brave men and women in uniform. And as a Marine and veteran of both the Iraq and Afghan conflict, I know how important it is to thank our troops who defend our freedom each and every day. One of the best ways to thank them is to give their children and spouses the gift of education. Scholarships for two years, four years, and vocational school. This is exactly what a national charity, Thanks USA, does. Please go to their website, www.thanksusa.org, to make a generous donation to the Thanks USA Scholarship Fund for the families of the troops, and I thank you. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. Jacob, it's that time where we go around the NFL, talk NFL. You know I love talking NFL all day. But before we start talking about NFL headlines from last week and this week, let's go ahead and uh, recap this week of uh, Houston Texans OTAs, uh, which started this past Monday. Last couple of weeks I, I started off with the defense, and some of the defensive players last week we talked about offense. But this week I wanted to focus on the special teams uh, for the listeners out there, special teams that really for the listeners out there that really don't know 
football like football. Special teams is the unit that comes on the field, pretty much doing kickoffs, punts, field goals, and like extra points. But most importantly, Jacob and the listeners, you know, special teams are, you know, you can define a good team on how well that special team played throughout the season. And uh, this week I had the opportunity to interview uh, Houston Texans special team coach Joe Marciano. So I'm going to go ahead and get uh, Justin, our uh, engineer, to go ahead and play that, uh, that sound bite real quick. This is Lee Mike Williams, host of Outside the Hut on the Voice America Sports Network. At week three of OTAs with Houston Texans, I have special team coordinator Joe uh, Mark Marciano, Marciano uh, here with me. Uh, quick question, Joe. Uh, uh, you enter into your eighth season. Uh, what's important about uh, special teams heading into the season? Well, it's awfully important that we be a good cover team right from the get-go because we, we start off with one heck of a returner in uh, like that guy up in the Jets at Leon Washington. So uh, we we got to come out. We can't ease into things. So the OTAs, what we're emphasizing is fundamentals, do a lot of pod work, a lot of teaching. Uh, no one's going to make our team uh, during these OTAs. I mean, we're in underwear, basically. So uh, I got I got to do a heck of a job teaching this year. Okay. You mentioned teaching, uh, and I noticed on practice I was working on technique. Uh, how important is that uh, now in OTAs to make sure you hit home with uh, technique and working on fundamentals? Well, that's most of the young kids, you know, the rookies that haven't played in these positions. Uh, some of our draft picks, you know, never been on a punt team, never been on a, a kickoff return team, you know, where they got to run and, and block. So we're trying to uh, – teach them the perfect plays and practice, and all the drills are designed for them to succeed. Now, if they can't succeed in these drills, they're going to have a hard time, but, but we're not trying to trick them. We're just trying to teach them. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm talking with uh, special team coach for Houston Texans, Joe Marciano. Uh, another question, Coach, you said draft picks. Uh, I remember when I was uh, trying out as a free agent for the Washington Redskins, and the way I made the squad was through, uh, through special teams. Do you really hit home with the guys here, the draft picks, uh, with Cushion and everybody else as far as uh, making an impact on, on the field on special teams? Well, we'll hit them with that in training camp, you know. What I told them in, in these sessions here that we're going to try to teach. We're, we're doing the drills that we'll do in training camp, so they have no excuse not knowing what to do and how to do it. Uh, Cushing, man, he's a specimen now. I, I tell you, he's he probably going to be on our cover team that first game. We're going to have our best guys out there. He's, he's pretty darn good. Okay. Well, Coach, thank you. Again, for all the listeners out there, that was Houston Texans special team coach Joe Marciano. I want to thank him again for spending some time at the OTAs and give me an opportunity to ask him a few quick questions. Jacob, all in all, a quick evaluation of the Houston Texans special teams for what I saw. Uh, again, uh, I think they're going to be they're going to improve this year with the impact they have from the from the NFL draft with Cushion and, and Baldwin and adding those guys to the special teams. But one guy in particular, Andre Davis, uh, their kick returner, uh, had a, a standout year last year returning some kicks. I think he had like three kick returns against Jacksonville Jaguars last year. So all in all, I think they're going to improve on special teams. Well, uh, that's been one of the uh, strengths for the uh, Houston Texans. Houston Texans is the uh, – special team so uh you know if they can you know if they can get that going you know it, it sets up the offense so well because you get good ball position you know uh field position uh when you have a great special teams and uh you know that's been one of their strengths and i expect that from them again this year yeah let's go ahead and talk about our hometown guy came out this week made a statement uh vince young uh tennessee titan quarterback uh, stated pretty much stated jacob you know if he doesn't uh win his starting job back he wants to be traded 
And uh, here's my take on it, Jacob. Uh, you know, I'm not really mad at Vince for speaking his mind about wanting to play. However, in the NFL, talk is cheap, so he pretty much better show some kind of instant improvement during preseason or he's going to be back on that bench. Well, you know, Lamont, my thing is, whatever happened to competing for a position, you know, when the season is over with, everybody goes back into the bottle and you're competing for that position again. And uh, it sounds like, you know, he's sending an ultimatum, uh, you know, to the Tennessee Titans. But, you know, it's all about competition. And, uh, you know, if he's not afraid of that, he should be able to win that job back. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I think he has a sense of entitlement for some reason. Uh, pretty much being all world here in Texas and winning the national championship at UT. Uh, now that he has some adversity in the NFL, uh, he don't know how to deal with it. But I, I think all in all, it's a learning experience for him, and he'll bounce back. Speaking of bouncing back, Tom Brady came back to practice last week, Jacob, for the first time after having that uh, knee surgery or knee in- injury last year in the game opener. Uh, all in all, Jacob, you know, with Tom Brady being back, I think you know that that makes the New England Patriots a contender in the AFC North division. But I don't really think he's going to be back at the top performance like he was in 2007. Uh, but the most part, I really think they'll they'll win the division and, and make it in the playoffs. Well, I tell you, but I agree with you 100%. I don't think he's going to have the impact that he had prior to uh, his injury, uh, but I do think that they are going to be, uh, you know, a contender again in the uh, AF- AFC. So uh, it's good to see him back. It's good to, you know, uh, I'm sure the uh, players with the New England Patriots are happy to have him back. Uh, but, again, I, I, I don't know if he's going to be 100% or like he was prior uh, to his injury. Yeah, let's stay along those lines with quarterbacks. Uh, another quarterback was kind of upset last week. Uh, Peyton Manning uh, stated that he wanted to know a little bit more about you know the coach's plans, and he felt that the team did a poor job on communicating to him about what their their next move. Uh, for the listeners out there, I'm going to recap. Uh, Indianapolis coaches uh, Tom Moore and, and Howard Mudd retired pretty much to avoid losing money with this new NFL revised pension plan. But then they was rehired by the organization as consultants. So you go figure with that, Jacob. But anyway, I think the coach will, uh, uh, for the most part, I think Panda Man is a, is a key guy to that offense. And he's pretty much the coach on the field. So all in all, I think they'll be okay. He just was kind of upset about miscommunication. Well, Lamont, when you've been with the, within a system uh, for so long and then all of a sudden there's change, coupled with the fact that, you, you, you know, like you said, you lose two of your key guys, Coupled with the fact that you lose your number one wide receiver, you know, I think there is some concern there, but I think they'll get that communication thing fixed uh, by the beginning of the season and he'll be back to uh, be back to his normal form. Yeah. Speaking of change, Arizona Cardinals wide receiver Anquan Bolden changed his agent. He fired super agent Drew Rosenhaus last week after pretty much, you know, his stall with the uh, Arizona Cardinals management about his renegotiating his contract. Jacob, I'm a, I'm a Rosenhaus fan. Uh, however, I really thought this was a smart move by uh, Anquan, who signed uh, later. I think this week came out, he said he signed Tom Collin, which is the agent for Peyton Manning and, and, and Eli Manning. Uh, all in all, I think Drew sometimes can, can be good for you. At the same time, he can turn off some of these uh, managements with these organizations. Well, Lamont, no, you know, I... 
In a way, I disagree with you a little bit on that. You know, Rosenhaus, I mean, he represents probably half of the NFL, so that means that he has a rapport with every owner and every organization in the sports. And uh, I, I don't know what Bolden was looking for or looking out of getting from Rosenhaus, but it's pretty obvious that uh, Drew didn't deliver uh, for Antoine, and he decided to move on. Uh, you know, hey, sometimes change is good, and we just have to wait and, you know, see if that change is going to make a difference for uh, Antoine. Yeah, so, um, but just because Drew has a, a rapport with with majority of the team because he represents half of the league don't mean management or GMs don't like him. I mean, he can be, you know, some guys he can, he can be a good guy. To other guys he can be a pest. And maybe within this organization somebody leaked to I'm just, you know, speaking hypothetical or I'm just jumping out there. Maybe somebody leaked something to Anquan and said, hey, the reason why the deal's not getting done is because of Drew. Now, Antoine went on record stating that he, Anquan went on record stating that he wanted to stay and remain in Arizona. So it's an issue. It must be an issue between the uh, management and his representatives. So, like you said, you know, a deal will be done. So we'll see. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about this Maurice Correct. Uh, Maurice Correct, former uh, standout at Ohio State. And, and former draftee of Denver Broncos before he went to jail, he released a statement last week saying that uh, once he released, comes out of prison, he wants to play football again. Uh, uh, Jacob, I think he's trying to ride on this Michael Vick wave of, of making a comeback out of prison. But for the most part, I think Maurice Corrette is done in the NFL. I think he can make a splash in that new league that starts this year. Was it the UFL or the Arena League? Well, Lamont, did you hear the music playing? That was me playing my violin as you talked about Maurice Claret. And I think you are absolutely correct. He jumped on the bandwagon regarding, you know, Michael Vick and thought he could, uh, you know, get something out there and pique some interest. Uh, you know, it's my understanding that he's in prison for seven years. I think he's up for early release in another uh, 14 to 16 months. I, I, don't, I don't see this guy playing in the NFL any time in this lifetime. Yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty much done with the league. He burned that bridge. Let's go ahead with less than two minutes before the break, Jake. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, the Morris Smith, the new NFLPA, reaching out to the retirees for support. Uh, everything this guy has done, I mean, this guy, when I mean this guy, the Morris Smith, done so far, uh, in my opinion, I think he's doing, he, he's doing a, a great way to make a mark so far in the league, man. Uh, uh, he's taking over a, some big shoes for Gene Upshaw. Now he's reaching out to the retired players. Now that the fact that he got to come up for a negotiation for a new deal, but uh, I want to go ahead and get your opinion after this break, Jacob. I know we got less than a minute, so I'm gonna go ahead and take this break. And when we come back from this break, get your opinion on Demore Smith as well as wrap up the show. Next on Outside the Huddle with Lee Mott Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports what's it like what's it like it's lonely it's really lonely i miss my brother i miss my brother 
I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same. I've got other people around me, but it's not the same. It's pretty scary, but I don't let it rattle me. It's pretty me. scary around here, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to I'm get me. I'm always wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. The Sports Mavericks show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. Jacob, before the break, I was talking about the new NFLPA uh, uh, executive, Demore Smith, pretty much reaching out to the retired players uh, when he, you know, before he goes into negotiating a new contract with the league. Uh, I went on record saying that, uh, you know, that was a great way to make his mark by reaching out to retired players, kind of bridging that gap, uh, uh, filling those shoes that Gene Upshaw left with the retired players. But I'm going to go ahead and get your opinion on that, Jacob, because we didn't have enough time before the break. Okay, well, I tell you what, I, I really like uh, I, I really like Mr. Smith as the uh, executive director. He he seems like he's a fan of the game, 
Uh, and from a player's perspective, I think that's I think that's good. He seems to be a, you know like a very personable person, and it sounds like he listens. And I think that's what the players were you know uh, looking for. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I hate to talk bad about Gene, but one of the things that I, I remember uh, hearing some of the players talk about Gene is that he didn't listen to what the players were saying. And so now I think they have a guy uh, uh, who's going to do that, and I think he's going to be great for. Uh, I think he's going to be great for the uh, players. Yeah, you mentioned Gene. Gene, I think Gene's issue was that he was more focused on the current players and getting the most money for the current players, and kind of forgot about the ex players. And he was in their shoes at one time, so. Uh, along those lines, the ex NFL players came out with a statement this week, you know, saying that they was they was upset with the new executive director and they wasn't pretty much sending support for this guy, man. But uh, I, you know, this is going to be an ongoing battle, Jacob, for the most part. And uh, I think uh, Demore Smith is trying to do the best part. He, I mean, best thing he can. Uh, it's tough being a new guy. Everybody want to tug you and pull you each way, but I think he's doing a great job by keeping his eye on the prize and and focus on trying to get a new agreement made before uh, it expires uh, at the end of March of next year. Jacob, let's go ahead and talk about the, uh, the NFL and other NFL, other, other major league teams forming an anti-doping group. You know, they funded somewhere, I think, somewhere between $500,000 to grant a uh, uh, consulting firm to kind of detect steroids and, and urine. Um, so, you know, I just want to hear your opinion on it before I give you mine. Well, I'll tell you what, um, you know, I think it's a great move that we're going to have new avenues where we can test athletes in terms of, you know, substance abuse. And, uh, you know, it's good to see that, you know, everybody is coming together because you want an athlete to perform, you know, on his natural ability and, and, and you know, not with the help of some uh, substance or some drug. And so, you know, I think it's a great, I think it's a great avenue that, you know, all sports are taking uh, in terms of trying to detect, you know, to make sure that players are performing, you know, under normal circumstances. Yeah, I, 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 here's the thing. I, I, I think steroid pushers and the HGA guys, HGH guys, you know, they will always be ahead of the major league organizations and those curves, uh, you know, as far as detecting steroids and, and urine because, I'm pretty much in the next five years going to be some new drug called ABC or something. I don't know. In the next five years, you know, if that was the case, why is it, you know, the DEA is still in business as far as uh, trying to crack down on drugs? I mean, I think that that situation will always be an ongoing battle of trying to stay ahead. Guys will stay ahead of the curve. They're going to come out with a new product. Guys can try it. Not going to be detected for a couple of years. Before, you know, boom, they get caught. And this, you know, this cycle goes on and on again. Because in the '80s, they had steroids with the NFL, and now it went to baseball. Then, before you know, it's going to be in tennis. Right. Well, hey, Lamont, it's my understanding we have a caller. Uh, I think his name is Mike. Is called. Why don't we uh, bring him in and uh, take his question? Okay, Mike. Welcome to the show outside the huddle. Hey, fellas. I know we're up against it. I just wanted to uh, thank you for such a great uh, show. I know that you bring the noise, but boy, Lamont here in North Houston, you really did bring the noise. Just some thunder going on over our heads out there. Great show. Lack of handshakes, SAT fakes, can Kobe bake? But goodness sakes, the lies. What, what do you, what's your opinion? You were kind of talking about uh, a sense of entitlement with some athletes. Talk about the sense of entitlement uh, with Eric Mangini trying to assert his uh, will there in Cleveland at his first year. And uh, what do you make of him uh, putting those rookies on a 10-hour bus ride one way to go uh, support his charity? 
Uh, you want, in reference to me, or are you talking to Jacob, Mike? I'd like to get both your opinions. Okay, Thank well, let me go ahead and go first. Uh, uh, well, this is the first time I heard of the story as far as Mangini sending guys on a one-hour bus trip, but along those lines of entitlement, I think it's a fine line. It's a little different uh, when, you, when you, you state entitlement. I think the coaches are put in that position to be coaches uh, and be dictators. I think players, you know, have to know their role and know that it's a business. Mangini comes in if he wants the guys, I guess, to go ten hours to wherever to for a function, in good faith. Uh, yeah, you can you can make a decision to go or not, but just like the OTAs, you know, OTAs is voluntary slash mandatory. I mean, you know, I was out there today and Kobe Jones didn't participate for two weeks in a row, and I asked uh, Gary Kubiak, what's his status? And he said, well, his status is that he needs to be on the field ASAP. So you read between the lines. It's like a lot of the coaches want to be more dictators, and they feel like they're entitled to do what they need to do to be successful. And the players, and they feel like the players need to play their role and understand the business. Well, well, my 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 thoughts on 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 this is that uh, you know those guys are employed by the uh, you know Cleveland Browns under the uh, you know leadership of uh, Mangini, and you know if that's if if it's something that he, he think is going to uh, you know, help or support the organization, then, you know, yeah, I think he has a right to tell the players, you know, it's a mandatory situation and you need to be there. We're supplying the ride for you. And, you know, hey, see you on the bus. So, you know, if, if it's something that's, you know, helping the organization or, you know, helping the players, then, yeah, I, I, I think he's well within, you know, his, uh, his, his ability as a coach to do that. Yeah, and those players would probably be poorly served to look at it on a very uh, – a shallow level and think, oh, well, he wants me to do this. Well, actually, maybe he wants to find out is how you react to the things he puts forth before you. So they might be uh, well-served to realize that there's, there could be a lesson that they're learning right now beyond just uh, on the surface of going there to, to support their coach. I, was just, I just appreciate the opportunity to get your opinion on that. Thanks, okay. Bob. Well, Mike, since I got your line, if you still on, is Mike still on line? You bet. Okay, Mike, i got a question for you. Uh, you, you seem like you follow football. What do you think about Percy Harvin and, and the Minnesota Vikings adding a, a 20 or 30 plays in for, you know, putting their own little version of the Wildcat in for Percy Harvin? I think we're going to find out this year whether or not the Wildcat was kind of a flash in the pan last year or if it really is a, um, you know, foreseeable future that it has. Kind of like, you know, when everyone, it's a copycat league and when things start to work, everyone wants to copy it. Now we're going to see a lot of defenses ready for it. We're going to see how everyone uh, reacts to it and if it has the same kind of success it did in uh, limited spare time uh, last year. But uh, I'm all for creativity. I like to see it. Jacob, what's your take on it? Well, I tell you what, if it's going to, if it's going to increase the, uh, Scoring, scoring ability of the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Hey, I'm all for it as well. I, I, I agree with Mike. I think there needs to be some creativity in the uh, offense uh, for Minnesota. And uh, you know, if if it adds something to their to their offense, hey, let's do it. Yeah. Well, Mike, I appreciate you calling in and listening to the show. Continue to listen and support us over here at Outside the Huddle. But Jacob, it's that time for us to go ahead and wrap up the show. I want to thank you all for listening to Outside the Huddle with Lee Mike Williams and co-host. Jacob Greer. Have a blessed week and remember sports plus business equals wealth.
Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.